Hey, 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 this is Martin, and welcome to Good Grief by Martin 100 Days and Beyond. We are way, way beyond, and we are in um, season six of our podcast, which has been going on for a long time. And um, this consecutive creative journey has also been going on for ages, eh? So we're in, um, we're in April now, and uh, sort of a year and quarter uh, since we kicked it off um, I'm talking about the 100 day creative challenge and uh, it's been really wonderful I've sort of been a bit of a discovery space I should tell you I'm just uh, down at a place called Falcon my favourite local surf spot and it's been absolutely cooking today there is not well, other than whiskey clouds, you know, there's wispy ones, not a dark cloud in the sky. Um, it's lovely, the temperature, and the water was pristine. Um, I've been working on my takeoff, uh, working through uh, fear and apprehension where you overthink things and that hinders your progress. So, just have sort of a bit of blind faith that. Uh, my technique is improving and um, that's exactly what uh, happened today and yeah I um, I was cooking out there today I've been watching a lot of videos on takeoffs and how to get back on that shoulder real quick so that you uh, don't lose your power and uh, um, exciting Stephen Kotler is my new expert that I've sort of uh, drifted into and for anyone that's <coughs> in uh, I call it Q3 because we're baby boomers so um, thinking about longevity and our our, um, activity levels and play getting into flow you know learning uh, new things and um, being really uh, mobile and active in uh, later years so I searched um, Spotify uh, just put the word in flow uh, and Stephen Kotler's name came up so I listened to a really great interview with him and he's a bit of an expert in this space but around um, performance for people that are getting older and how to push yourself through a bit of a barrier, I suppose, of aging, and stop that negative self-talk about aging and that we can't do things because we're getting older. And he pushes the envelope, and he demonstrates that in a an exercise that he does, which is around skiing. And then he um, competes at an extremely high level. But his his, um, recommendation is all around uh, just one inch at a time, one step at a time. So don't over push it because, you know, as you get older, the only thing you can't do easily is recover because it does take a bit longer. Now that'll change as we progress through and science uh, advances a little bit more in stem cell research, etc. 
so we've got to be a little bit careful but uh, if we're sensible and we have a bit of faith in our technique and his view is that the the real success comes in that um, uh, action without thought so you know when you're actually out in the water for example taking off and just having faith that you're going to pull it off rather than looking at the the wave dropping down and that big shoulder that looks like it's about to curl up and smash your board in half <laughs> and I've got a, a lot of broken boards that are stuck together that are in my garage by the way anyway Stephen Kotler I discovered him the other day and I'm, I'm going a bit around the houses here eh? so as you, you know or you don't know uh, I, I've been working on what I call a, a keynote speech um, and it is an idea to um, do a presentation and I went to the TEDx recently and I sort of have a, a thought that I will put myself forward for that if I can craft this thing in the right uh, format that uh, I believe has uh, a message that's worth sharing and I do and now I'm just trying to understand what the key uh, message is and what my purpose was in relation to the talk so if I go back through my my own um, process over the last three years which is since we lost Buster uh, I've gone through what's called post-traumatic growth which is ironic in face of um, tragedy that uh, something happens that uh, quite transformative you know as far as your learning and um, I've pursued so many different things around I call it around creativity but that was I guess the key because that got me into flow uh, which is a state where you're operating without thought and then um, progressed into um, searching out I call my experts and this is really just people that I like in different fields that I listen to and learn from and that might be simply because I like the tone of their voice and that is a good example of Tim Ferriss or Guy Ruz who are really great interviewers and they interview really interesting people and the people that they interview are not necessarily people that I'm interested in. But when you hear someone ask the right questions, you get some really great backstories, and that's that's where the the magic is for me. That's where the the new vocabulary comes from, and the uh, a bit of wisdom. I mean, there is a show he does called Wisdom from the Top as well. This is Guy Ruz uh, about um, businesses, uh, uh, CEOs, transforming companies that are failing. Um, how I built this is about companies starting from scratch, uh, startups, and then you know going to great heights. Not always uh, successful um, straight off, but people uh, do amazing things under pressure because they're just committed and have faith and uh, um, in pursuit of their goal. I am very mindful that there is a cost to that sort of commitment and often it's a breakdown of family and so getting balance is really the key and I suppose that's uh, 
really been interesting uh, for my listening because I'm not prepared to compromise uh, uh, lifestyle and there's only so many hours that we're going to be on this planet so make sure you don't waste the ones that you have I'm in a business where I have to generate um, uh, transactions to uh, make what's called commission which are the bonus end of your um, uh, income and then also just to survive uh, you need to be turning over and uh, generating income to cover your costs so uh, it's an essential part of my work but I draw the line the nice thing about technology is it opens up the door for you to be able to do uh, both. I can still have a day off and uh, respond to calls and emails and things if I choose. And so I can do anything I like. So my daily practice um, I'll share with you is that I get up every morning and the first thing I do when I put my kettle on is I write a gratitude list which will last as long as it takes for the kettle to boil. And it will just be an observation of where I'm at, what's going on, and uh, how I'm feeling about things that are coming into my life, things that I've dealt with. And um, when that kettle boils, that's the end of it, I stop. I just do it on my phone. So I've got a whole collection of these things. And the more I do it, the more uh, I think I'm getting better at uh, looking a little bit further uh, than the obvious in writing down my gratitude. I sit in um, a bit of moment of uh, meditation, which is just a breathing thing that I do. And it's a really quite short, couple of breaths. And I just notice where I sit in the, in the world. I, I'm really conscious of the space that I occupy, how big I am and how, how small I am in my world, and the things that are around me. So I notice, I try and take a bit more notice so that, um, because we're not designed to actually uh, be aware of everything we, that becomes backdrop and so uh, I'm just trying to become a little bit more conscious then I just write down stuff for the next hour I don't pick up my iPad or my phone don't check social media and I try and be creative uh, in one thing or another and my creativity is around um, well I've got a couple of different avenues of course I'm, I'm just sharing about this speech and I'm trying to craft and so I'm working through exercises to uh, put that into um, a format that I think is uh, worthy of a, a speech to a group of people. And, um, and then there's the stuff that I'm writing in relation to uh, the comedy stuff that I'm doing. And what an exciting journey that has been. I, I've never, ever... Um, well, I like the thought of being funny, and I, I think I glamorised the idea when I was younger that I had a funny view on things, and I definitely could make people laugh, quite light-hearted, quite positive, and uh, yeah, I, I do like uh, comedy if it's done well. Not everyone's comedy suits me, but it it's really clear to me that comedy is very subjective because what you'd say, say to somebody that laughs, somebody else won't, and they won't even get it, or they won't enjoy it. And so that's a, a journey in itself. But as you start to get a bit older and you watch these younger comedians, they've got a totally different sense of humor, they've got different things to draw on, and, and their um, appeal to a younger group is evident because of the culture that they're in. 
So I've got to try and be um, have a broader appeal because uh, I'm standing in front of a room full of people that are there, and there'll be myself and ten or twelve other guys, sometimes twenty other guys and girls, uh, all different backgrounds doing comedy. It's really fun. So what have I learnt this last few weeks? I haven't been in a great space, <clears throat> so I have to apply my own techniques uh, to work through. And the other thing I omitted to mention is that I also uh, insert play into my day. <clears throat> play could be playing with a dog, could be getting out on the skateboard, could be walking, could be going to the gym, could be playing music. I just have fun and I make sure that I do something fun as best I can every day. When I've been a bit sick, which I have been lately, it's been a little bit more difficult, but I have got off my ass and just walked, even though my walking's not been so fast, I've, got, I've done it, you know. And I always plug in to a podcast of somebody I'm listening to. A new one I've got, which is really funny, is called Conan O'Brien's uh, Got a Friend, and... Uh, He's a funny guy. I think he, and I never was into his um, late night shows, but I really enjoying his style. He's so quick-witted. He's a bit like Robin Williams, you know, very fast on his feet. And there's not many Americans that I really enjoy like that, but uh, he's comical as. So I've discovered uh, my listening is, well, I think it's better. Uh, I think my communication is better, and yet, as soon as I engage with other people, there's a breakdown, and so I have to sort of uh, sit with that as well, and uh, be conscious that as much as I'm trying, and it's whether it's in my workplace or my social life or my home life, I don't get it right all the time, and and sometimes it's just a case of just take your foot off the pedal, let a few days go by. Sometimes it's months, and uh, the, the time will find the right time will find you to tidy it up, assuming that you've got enough time. And just take ownership of it, you know. Nobody intentionally wants to be mean, but some people are not pleasant. And sometimes we just say the wrong thing, we use the wrong terminology, and it lands badly if someone's in a bad space. So you've just got to own it. And I'm a fuck up, I do fuck things up. I, I constantly am in recovery. I'm, <laughs> I jokingly compare myself to one of those towns that's uh, uh, a tourist town that occasionally floods or endures terrible uh, destruction through storms and fire. And it always is in a constant state of rebuild. <laughs> and years later, tourists go there to visit and uh, the town's still in a fucking mess. <laughs> that's what it's like being me. I seem to be cleaning up messes. My messes are a lot better, oh. Um, and, and even reflecting back on my um, my journey of recovery from uh, the drug and alcohol abuse, <laughs> I'll be as blunt as say um, that is exactly what I've done. And it's been a long, long ride, eh? I, I've been in recovery for 28 years, or more, I can't remember now, but it's been a long time. And uh, yeah, best thing I've ever done and abstinence from uh, from that and being comfortable with it through a lot of work it's been amazing and uh, and so my messes are not so bad they still cost me a bit of money from time to time and a bit of embarrassment but they're significantly less 
severe than the car crashes that I was involved with. Now you will hear that the sound in this is probably a little bit um, different than it has been because I've got a different van and it's uh, quite hollow, it's uh, an old ambulance that's being stripped out to be refitted and uh, hasn't got any lining in it and so it makes a bit of a hum. I'm hoping that the audio is okay because the last time I did one with Millie uh, when we drove down to uh, do our podcast recently which was really really wonderful actually what a wonderful connection that was and it's become a really beautiful uh, time to share with her uh, coming down to to um, Avalon or Falcon or even down to Gracetown uh, sorry not Gracetown um, yeah Gracetown down south uh, we share looking after a, a house down there with a friend uh, Pete and Barbie that stayed at their house sometimes Billy comes down with me it's really lovely we get to chat in a way that we don't normally connect because we have time and we're in the van and just when it's right we just pick the moment eh? so um, <clears throat> so what funny things am I thinking about at the moment that I'm trying to craft well my, my I've actually sort of made a bit of progress with the <clears throat> with the comedy because I'm now starting to connect through a story uh, the jokes that I write which is really good uh, it gives it a little bit of a, 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 a direction and people get on board with the story and they seem to be uh, laughing more frequently and a bit more invested and the feedback's been really positive. <coughs> so please there. And the new thing I'm thinking around it is at the moment is around, uh, well I call it God is a bully and I'm blaming him for everything that's gone wrong in my life at every stage. Whether he puts the wrong people in my in my way, he um, uh, introduced me to the wrong partners from time to time. When I make a big fuck up, <laughs> it's his fault. And I, I've actually got this idea that he's got these um, these little people that he calls X Men. And see, God wasn't always uh, a, a grown God. He was Todd before he was God. He <laughs> was just young Todd, and so. Um, yeah, when he was little, uh, you know, when the when the babies get born, he'd get a big uh, heavenly texture and he'd just put an X on the ones that he wants to play with. And so when he was born, and he's a bit of a cruel prick, eh? <laughs> just to do mean things to the X-Men, and I think I'm one of those. And all my life, he's been just getting me out the drawer occasionally to, to play with my brain. And, uh, yeah, he just puts shit in the front. I'll give you an example. So um, this is what God does when he's taking the piss out of us. So if you're running out of petrol, he knows. And he's, like, moving the fucking petrol stations further away from you. So when you're looking at the gauge and you're trying to figure out if you're going to make it, you think there's one up the road, a new new servo or whatever. It doesn't matter if you've been there a thousand times. You'll fucking move it. You get around the corner. I went to one the other day. This is a fact. And... I thought, great, there's one, finally. And after you turned to actually get to it, and I was on, like, I was just running on fumes. And I pull in, and this guy comes walking out who works at the servo, and he goes, I'm sorry, our system is down. We can't give you any petrol. I'm like, you are joking. I'm actually at the pump, and the guy can't give me petrol. So little Todd, hey, my little prick. (laughs) I'm blaming Todd. Yeah, everything I've done wrong. Todd, not me. So when you say, 
Oh, God was on my side. Well, maybe he was on your side, but he's fucking on my side. He's, he's messing with my head, man. Although, we had a gig last night, eh, at Clancy's, my band, Little Pedro. We played with another band, Catzilla. My God, what a good night. About 50 people there, so it wasn't a big, big crowd, but it was really cool. Anyway, this little dude, about six years old, mad scar fan, he had the whole kit on. He had the tie on, he had a hat, white shirt, he was dressed to the nines, and he had the sunnies on too, and my God, he was such a cool kid. Anyway, we got him on stage, and we did uh, One Step Beyond, and he joined in with us. So we're hoping that someone's got the video, because if uh, if that doesn't work, and uh, uh, <laughs> go viral, I don't know what would, because We've, just had, we've had lots of drunk women, we've got loads of those that j jump on stage, or, or drunk men, but uh, not a cool kid like that, that was uh, spectacular, so, um, yeah, that was really, and so God might have put that little guy in our way, just to uh, help spice things up for us, and uh, yeah, it was a really, really good night. We covered our costs, we covered the door lady with the, uh, the door charge, and... Um, yeah, we made a little bit of money each, I suppose, each band. But, yeah, we've got to uh, play with my friend. Um, well, all the Catzilla crew are really cool. They're all good friends of mine. But my, uh, uh, one of my best friends, uh, King Fez, big shout-out. He was playing for Catzilla, Andy Jarvis and Coo. And Mr Judd on drums, who I don't know that well, but he's a nice guy. And we had our new drummer last night, John. Actually, most of our band are new. It's quite funny because we keep saying, uh, we last night we were on stage, we're introducing all the new members, and then we keep remembering that there's another guy that's only been with us a little while, and we realised that there was only a few of us left, and we had to recruit almost a whole band. So our little band's grown between an eight and a nine piece now. We've got uh, we've got a massive horn section, and uh, we've got some really lovely people in our band. So big shout out to little Pedro, you know that we've got our festival coming up in October, sorry, November, the 25th of November at the Rosemont Hotel, the Scurran British Music Festival. And we'd love you all to be there. Come along. Tickets are on sale already. Um, Yeah, it's probably going to get a bit noisy now. I might just check out because I'm on the freeway in this this hollow van and it's making a shit of a noise. So big ups to everyone. What did that take? I don't know. However long it took. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey.